This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's time for another episode of Is It a Value or Is It a Value Trap? And this week's episode on this topic is going to be about the banks. And I'm doing the banks because they seem to be approaching kind of a another uh, bearish level here in October 2023. We've had a reversal of a rally that happened earlier in the year after the March banking crisis. And now a lot of the banks are uh, approaching or hitting new 52-week lows. Some of them are at multi-year lows once again, even though there's no crisis, at least not that we know of, going on with the banks right now, but they are about to report earnings. So people are getting a little jittery ahead of earnings. And we have the 10-year treasury spiking up to new levels. The last time it spiked last year, some of the banks, as we know, kind of got caught in the spike and they couldn't recover. So that led to the banking crisis and, you know, a couple of the banks shutting down. And so some people are nervous that with the 10 year spiking as high as I think I saw 488, that someone is going to be, you know, again, caught in this latest spike. But will they? We don't know until it happens, of course. But thankfully, we are going to get the earnings coming up pretty quickly here after this recent increase. So we'll be able to hear from some of these banks again right away on what is going on. Are deposits fleeing again? Um, You know, what does earnings look like? Uh, just everything, uh, you know, even the lending, what's happening with this, the commercial real estate, if they have some on their books, you know, all of this is going on. So it is a very complicated situation with the banks right now. But again, I wanted to take a look because when the stocks sell off in a certain sector, why not go in and look and see if it's a value or a value trap? And let's recap what it means to be either both a true value or the trap part of it. So remember, just because you have like a low PE or price to sales ratio, that does not necessarily mean it's an attractive value. It it does mean it's cheap if it's got the low PE, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not the trap. And remember, just because you have a stock that sells off, that doesn't mean it's a value either. It's not just about shares declining or being at 52-week lows that make it a value and like a good value stock. Um, It's about the earnings, remember. So uh, you have to check what is going on with the earnings. Now, the earnings, that can change at a moment's notice too, as we've seen. But at least that gives you some idea what the analysts are thinking if you look at the consensus estimates on a a company and you can see, are the analysts bullish? Are they raising the earnings estimates for that year or quarter and or are they bearish and they're cutting them? Uh, That can tell you something. Sometimes they're doing nothing and it's just kind of sitting there. But I do look for earnings growth in a good value stock. 
So, you know, the earnings are on the rise. The analysts are maybe raising the estimates there. They still may be down year over year, especially if they're like a commodity or something where uh, we saw last year the price of oil spiked. It's come way down this year and the earnings have come down on a lot of energy companies too, but that doesn't tell you the full story about what's really going on at the company. It just tells you that, you know, oil prices came down, (laughs) doesn't tell you like who is a good value, Um, but we're doing the banks. So we don't have to worry about that aspect of it, but I want to take a look at five banks of different sizes and kind of like different business models to kind of get a handle on what is going on. Are they values or are they traps? I didn't really look at most of these before I decided to to do them on the podcast because I wanted to kind of do it as I was uh, doing the podcast basically and like what I look at when I'm looking at for the trap or the value aspect of it. So um, so I'll be as surprised as all of you. So let's dive right in with our first bank. And I am going to do Bank OZK, which is ticker OZK. And this bank I own in my own personal portfolio. I've owned it a couple of years. I also own it in Zach's Value Investor. That's how I bought it because the Value Investor bought it. We bought it in 2021. So now it seems a long time ago, (laughs) 2021. Um, That is when I thought, oh, the banks are going to catch a bid. The bear market is finally over from the Great Recession. As the Fed raises rates, that'll be good for them. Their net interest margin will rise and the earnings will rise. And some of that has happened with many of the banks. But then we did get the spike in the 10 years and the fleeing of the deposits and a lot of banks being caught. Now, Bank OZK is really a real estate bank. So that's what makes it um, a little bit dicier unless you do your homework and listen in on those conference calls and understand what management is doing. Every quarter, Bank OZK also puts out management notes and it's it's uh, like a huge press release. It's usually over 20 pages. It has charts in there and it really lays out exactly where in the real estate portfolio they're having problems, what is performing well, um, you know, the NIM, of course, net interest margin, what that's doing and, uh, you know, any problematic loans, what era those loans are in because they're usually real estate loans. They do have a small um, other portfolio as well outside of real estate because they are trying to diversify a little bit out of it. They have a marine uh, division and a couple other things. They also still are act as a regular bank and have deposits. As of last quarter, the second quarter, they hadn't seen deposits fleeing. So that was a good sign. And they did not have any of the long uh, long treasury investments that tripped up some of the other regional banks earlier this year. So I was liking all of that. The shares pretty much did rally into August, but now they've really pulled back year to date. Now they're down 11.6% and, um, you know, falling here in September and to start October. They're not yet back. I don't believe to their 52. 
two week lows or, you know, that happened during the crisis. That's when I felt like it was a big buy. Um, but let me look. Uh, no, they're not even close to that. Their 52 week low is 30.72 and they're trading at 35.84 right now as I'm recording this. Uh, they did just announce that they're raising their dividends. So that's a big plus because, uh, you know, you got to have the cash to pay the dividend. And Bank OCK has never really been about the dividend. They always paid one, but it was a low, small one because it was a growth bank stock. And now it's decided, you know, it's keeping this bigger dividend and really giving back to the shareholders who are sticking around during these tougher times in the banking industry in general. Uh, right now, their dividend is yielding 4.2%. So that's pretty nice. And then they did raise it. They raised it just 2.8% um, on the raise. So they're going to report on October 19th. So everything we know about their earnings is likely going to change, but that's true of all the banks. But right now, in order to find out if they are a value or a trap, I do, uh, I go on Zax.com. I uh, put in the, the quote, the ticker into the quote bar up at the top. And so I get the bank OZK page, the quote page. And then because I have a Zach's account, I go into the detailed earnings estimates area. I'm not sure you can get this. Maybe you can um, without an account. You might be able to actually. So that's good. So you too can go into on the left-hand side, it says detailed earnings estimates. Click on that and then scroll down and you'll see sales estimates, earnings estimates, agreement estimate revisions, and then magnitude consensus estimate trend. And then there's a few more categories, but we will ignore those. So I'm concerned about the earnings estimates because to be a value, I want something good to be going on there. And I see they're supposed to make 575 this year. That is up from last year where they only made 454. So I'm liking that. That's growth of 26.7%, even with all this stuff going on. So that's a good sign. And more importantly, as we head into the earnings report, the analysts are actually making earnings estimate revisions ahead of this number. And over the last week, two of them are higher for the full year. One of them is lower, however. So uh, they're just making these adjustments. But again, with all the doom and gloom around the banks, I'm kind of surprised to see that the analysts are bullish just ahead of this earnings report with two of them higher. They also raised for next year with three estimates higher for next year for 2024, and none of them are lower there in the last week. So that's a positive too. For this year, like I said, 575. It's not up much after those revisions. It's up a penny over the last 30 days. But that's going in the right direction, so I'll take it. And then next year, they actually see it kind of remaining the same for right now at the 575. Um, so is this a value or is this a trap? And based on what's happening with the earnings, I feel like this is a value. It has a PE of just 6.1. And again, year to date, down 11.6%. So it's pretty cheap overall, and I'm getting that 
decent dividend yield of 4.2%. So I would say that this one, uh, Bank OZK, is a value. But again, tune in on October 19th to hear what they have to say and at least read their huge management uh, note that they put out so that you can really see what's going on with the business. So that's Bank OZK, ticker OZK. Um, okay, so I want to switch to a bigger bank. So oh, I didn't mention Bank OZK is a regional bank, but it's not one of the huge ones. And they are in Arkansas headquartered there, but they they do real estate loans nationwide. And they're one of the big lenders actually in Chicago for like apartments and sometimes condos, but a lot of apartment buildings. So that's something to watch with Bank OZK as well. Um, okay, so we're going to switch over to one of the big banks, you know, one of the big four, because I heard um, on Twitter that Bank of America, ticker BAC, was hitting new 52 week lows. And I was kind of surprised by this because I thought the sell off was really only happening with the big regional banks, not one of the big four, too big to fail banks. But here we are. Bank of America at 52-week lows. And let's just see how bad that is. I'm putting in the ticker here. Um, they, uh, okay, it's not, it's not as bad as I thought. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just don't know until you're looking at the chart, right? So year to date, these shares are down now 22%, let's call it. And they have breached some of the other lows that happened during the crisis. So that's really not what you want to see. And that's why people are talking about this chart in particular, because it is seemingly breaking down. It does pay a dividend and it's it's gotten juicier too here as this is broken down, a yielding 3.5%. Over a two-year stack now, these shares are down 40%. So no real relief for the bank holders here, you know, the uh, bank investors. Um, but let's check those earnings, right? Because that will tell the tale. So 2023, we have Bank of America at $3.40. Uh, they made $3.19 last year. So that's a little bit of a gain, 6.6%. So I am liking that. It's not showing a decline in those earnings there. But what are the analysts doing on this one? Are there any analyst changes? And there are. There's one uh, estimate revision in the last week, but it is higher for the full year and none are lower. There's some other estimate revisions over the last 30 days too. Two are higher, one is lower. But in the last week, nobody's gotten more bearish on 2023. So that's good to see. And really, it's only like a penny difference. So the analysts are pretty much holding firm at 340. For 2024, there is one estimate lower in the last seven days. So that's a little bearish. And we do see a bit of a decline for next year down to 322, which is a decline of 5.2%. Um, I don't, you know, who knows what's going to happen next year. It's a little early and we will hear more from these earnings reports about, you know, some outlook issues. If they can give outlook, we'll see. But Bank of America is looking like a decent value here and not so trappy. It has a forward P of 7.6 and they report on October 17th. So that's coming quick. 
be sure to tune in on this one as well to find out what is happening in all the different divisions. So they are much bigger. They have, um, you know, a lot more exposure to other types of banking, like investment banking and things like that than Bank OZK has. So that's Bank of America BAC looking like a value here. So, so far two out of the two are looking values and not trappy. Okay, we're going to switch over back over to regional banks uh, because that is really the epicenter. And one of my favorites has always been the PNC Financial Services Group or just PNC Financial, ticker PNC. And PNC um, is, you know, one of the biggest of the regionals. So it definitely got hit last March. It did have some rally. I'm pulling up the chart here, but not much from what I see. It's been kind of minimal rallying and now it's weakened somewhat again. So year to date down about 24%. And um, I'm seeing some news that they bought 16.6 billion loans from Signature Bridge Bank. And so they're spending a lot of money on that. Um, from the FDIC. So they are buying those. That's the one of the banks that uh, went under in the March collapse. So they are taking advantage, maybe getting some deals there on a portfolio from these other banks that couldn't make it. So that just means PNC is getting bigger. But the shares looking, you know, kind of weak here. They're not at the April lows. They're not back there yet. But a two-year stack of down almost 40% on this one as well. So it's definitely, you know, um, still hanging out at the lower end. PE is 8.9. And they're reporting even earlier on... October 13th is when we're going to hear from them. So you're going to definitely want to be tuned in to find out what's happening um, with everything in their quarter. But let's look at the earnings, right? So they're expected to make 1351 here in 2023. That's down from 1396 last year, a decline of 3.2%. I don't hate it. That's not that big of a deal. There's no estimate revisions higher in the last seven days, but none are lower either. But there is one higher and two lower in 30 days. So the analysts are still kind of trying to figure out 2023. And now we have them buying these big portfolios. That's really going to impact earnings too. So we'll have to see how that all plays out and how the analysts adjust for some of that business that's going to be coming in. 2024 though, analysts do see a further decline next year, down almost 12% on earnings to 1192. And one estimate is lower in the last week with no higher. So this is looking a little more trappy to me because we're seeing the decline in those earnings from, you know, this year, it's not that big of a decline from uh, 2022, but then by 2024, it's kind of going in the wrong direction. Yes, shares are cheap, but I don't know, that's not like you know, we've already found just two other banks where we're not seeing quite as big a decline in the earnings. Does have the big dividend yielding 5.1%. Wow. Um, so that's that's pretty generous right there. But that's also because the shares have come way down, right? So we get that bigger yield. And they're paying you the yield to stick around. So PNC Financial, it's looking a little trappy right here, but tune in 
for their earnings to see if that situation changes and if those earnings estimates revise higher, then uh, you know that'll tell you a lot. Um, another bank that I was curious because it did get beaten up pretty bad in the uh, you know crisis months is Comerica, ticker CMA. It's down in Texas, but it has big business in Michigan. And I think I've mentioned before, it was like my very first uh, bank account as an adult at the University of Michigan. They had them all over Ann Arbor. So I had my Comerica account. So I had no idea it was even Texas until um, I went down to Texas and I saw Comerica all down there. And I was like, what, what do you mean? This is a Michigan bank. But that being said, it's in these big major states. So it is, uh, you know, it is a regional bank, but not nearly as big as PNC has a market cap of just like 5.2 billion and PNC is almost at like 50 billion. So big differences there. It too has a stellar uh, dividend yield right now. I haven't looked at this in a while, so I'm kind of surprised at these dividend yields. 6.8% for Comerica right now. Um, that's pretty dramatic on the dividend side. And so you can see why so many people are kind of interested in the banks right now, especially those looking around for income. But you don't want to be in the trap. So year to date, these shares are down now 40% still year to date. That's off the lows at the worst of it, though, which their low was actually in May, not April. So the shares were, um, you know, pretty cheap there. They were trading at about $32. They're at $39.57 while I'm recording this. So a ways to go still till we hit those lows. But over the last month, the shares are down 18.7%. So they have been very weak here as those yields have been spiking. And now all the banking fears have come back. But is it, you know, warranted? Let's take a look and see what Comerica's earnings look like because, um, you know, it has had this big sell-off. So PE is just 5.1. They're almost giving it away, right? Um, they're going to report on October 